Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. I'm Johnny, founder of TheVentureOut.com. Best way to start your morning with productivity and positivity. And I'm Bo, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> a classic a classic show that I yeah. uh, didn't watch. I just like you more now, Bo. How many seasons of Battlestar are there, Johnny? Uh, five. Mm, that's uh, How many episodes per season? That's uh, a full listing, I think. It's 20 or 15. I think it's like almost 20. That's maybe. too much. That's too much. 100 episodes. Okay. Yeah. If it was like three seasons, then I could get into it. But I don't think I like it enough well, to do 100. All you have to commit is to the miniseries. That's how the whole show started off. It was a four-episode miniseries. And because it got so good ratings, they they give the order for the full series. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So the four episodes is cohesive. You get what you need out of it. It's great. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'll put it in the old queue there. Put it in the yes. queue. All right. Is that... Kind of in the same vein as uh, V. I watched V. It had um, yeah. Miranda Baccarat in it, and uh, well, I watched the remake of it, not the original. yeah the remake. So yeah. I watched the old one. Yeah, well, I'm old. You, well, you've got you've earned your nerd cred, Johnny, or your your geek street cred. <laughs> Never get enough of that stuff, man. <laughs> okay, so if you so if you like V, you'll like Battlestar Galactica miniseries. Yeah, they're too it's different. Really, right? it's really okay, V is too different. Like Earth based. If you want to keep like Alienation, you'll like V. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because I didn't really care for V. So. Yeah, for Vendetta. All right, so uh, thank you for listening to the Junto Show. And uh, the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of politics, morals, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. Johnny? Did you memorize that? Yeah, I wrote it. I've said it 70 times. (laughs) That's that's still impressive. (laughs) Yeah, well, thank you. I, I'm an I've, impressive guy. I've got the memory of a. Uh, is it the elephant or the mouse has a bad memory? Uh, well, the elephant has good memory. I don't <laughs> know because it, it's funny you say that because <laughs> the I elephant don't is supposed to have a good memory because you know whenever finds the elephant graveyard, so they know where to go when they die. Right? Lion King. I know there's an elephant graveyard. <laughs> okay, that, yeah. that. <laughs> listeners, go visit uh, Patreon.com/slash Hunter Show. So this is our our uh, website where we basically beg for money. So you can go contribute a buck or two and help us uh, fund uh, additional podcast equipment that Bo yeah. won't stop bothering us about, and it would be yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a negotiation. <laughs> this is beneficial for everyone. Sure, sure. <laughs> oh, so, so speaking of, uh, just, so Johnny brings up an elephant and a mouse. A little while ago, I saw a, I guess some guy gave a chimpanzee his cell phone and like let the chimpanzee like look at Instagram, and it scrolled through and like zoomed in and like looked at pictures of like i guess he had it on like monkey instagram or whatever (laughs) so like it was just like the the all monkey all ape feed or whatever and the and you couldn't it looked just like anybody else he was like he would scroll through like with his thumb and then like click on a thing enlarge it look at it for a little bit of time the video and then like swipe to to put it back into the the grid and swipe and scroll until he saw another picture and clicked on it it was like I don't know. Is it's, that, it's supposed to be intuitive. That's how they get you. I was like, one, good for you, Instagram, for being super intuitive. Very good design. You know? yeah, yeah, and then two, like, good for you, chimpanzee, for being able to do something that, you know, hmm. my granddad could. <laughs> 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 Maybe I should send the Ventra to some chimpanzees. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there you go. I don't know how many of them have phones. <laughs> like, man, I wish I could travel, but uh, I'm in the zoo. So. <laughs> Sure, they want to be more productive. Yeah, one of those more uh, progressive zoos. They probably got. <laughs> All right, so I've got a. Uh, I think uh, I'd like to, to kick today's episode off with a little bit of um, a little bit of philosophical discussion. Maybe like a philosophical 
mm. round table, not a round table, a philosophical, what's the thing called? Uh, lightning round. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, so, okay. Here we go. All right. Ooh. So get my thinking cap on here. We'll profound see, cap on. We'll Ooh. see if any of these. Uh, Ethos, pathos. <laughs> yeah, just get it up already. We'll okay. see if any of these uh, jump out to you as a thing that we want to go into in depth. All right. So. Uh, the presidential candidates are, are, I think there's a 30 of them at this point, <laughs> or at least for on the Democratic side. They're getting asked a lot of different questions. And I, some of these questions, I think, are interesting uh, policy discussions that I'd like to, uh, to see what other people think about them. So uh, the one that popped up a little while ago was um, Bernie Sanders got asked about letting uh, incarcerated individuals vote So while, while in prison. And then so, so I'll uh, hit you guys with the shot and then the chaser. So. What do you guys think about letting incarcerated individuals vote? No. No. Okay, and, and this is, why not? If they murder somebody, they've uh, lost their right until they have rehabilitated to have a say in how society goes. That's a fact, not a rationale. That's a, that's a belief. Why, though? That, that you, you say that's a fact, not a not a rationale for why they should lose that right. You just said they, they lost the right. But why? Why should they lose that right? Well, so they've done something to take them out of society. And society is the voting public who gets to only be, Only because we have decided this. My point is why yes. Why is the voting public only people that are not incarcerated? Well, because if you're incarcerated, it means that you have lost the privilege to be in the greater society. Yeah, so, so let's take it back a second. For me, I feel like... That's also a fact, not a rationale. Well, I mean, we'll say I don't understand the... Like, okay. Yes, it is a fact that they are out of society. <laughs> okay, but so, why does the fa- the fact of being out of society mean that you should also lose your ability to vote? I would say, okay, so the why p- should a father who was in prison not have a say in what's happening to his fa- to his son who is not in prison? Like, why should he have no say in what happens to the society that his son is in? in? Yeah. So if if okay, so the, the take out the emotional baggage of the father, right? So someone who has committed a crime against someone else has done something that you know. I would, I, I, I guess I go with in the, and I think that it's, I don't know. I want to say that it's self-evident that if you do something that as society deems unacceptable, that you are removed from society or you have some kind of punishment or retribution. Let me take a, it's not self-evident. Let me take a chance. You can't say my rationale is. It's obvious. Well, no, I can't say that, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you just to me, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, well, in, 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 okay, go ahead, John, go ahead, Johnny. Yeah. So let me make an attempt here at uh, explaining my belief I system did, here for in now. In case it, it bears saying, I disagree. I think that. I know, obviously. I mean, I obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes without saying. Or at the very least, I would like to be convinced. Yes. So uh, keep it in very simple terms. And when you listen to my words right now, do not associate it with American culture. Just think of it as in a very generic terms, okay? So mm-hmm. don't label what I'm talking about as Chinese or American society or Ukraine or whatever it is, right? So laws, I believe, are norms that the collective group have agreed on. Uh, Are you talking about uh, Let me finish this. Norm? Norman (laughs) Conn. Bring Bo of the 1600s. You're ruining my my flow here, Bo. Sorry. Come on here, Bo. Okay. All right. So laws to me are the collective norms that we have all agreed to. So therefore, when one participant in this group violates that norm, that person should no longer be allowed to contribute to creating the, the, the said norms. Ever? Until they have rehabilitated and shown that they can they can function as part of the group. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying right or wrong per se right now. I'm just saying these group of people need to live together because they are become dependent on each other. 
So when one person violates that and whatever the norm is, no, they should not be allowed to create other laws or norms because the collective group has deemed that as, hey, that is not good behavior and not conducive to our dependency towards each other. So out you go until you learn how to live with us and then you come back in and then you can influence you think how all, the norms you go. Do you think all laws are just laws? No. Okay. So do you think that somebody who is in prison for violating an unjust law should then have the additional injustice of not being able to have a say in the society that shaped the laws that in, that incarcerated them? Is it not doing a double injustice to that person? Yeah, but there are also just laws. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, for the sake of argument here. Yeah, but you it's, can't it's say un, so, there's no unjust there's there's just and unjust laws and you know if if I in this you know I could have a subjective uh, association of or I could subjectively say what is just and unjust but you would have a different idea of what just and unjust is you know I guess for better or worse you know I didn't make all the laws mm-hmm. but I would abide by i guess most of them i don't know if that's not a very good i'm not going down a good path anyway. <laughs> well again save me, me johnny <laughs> let me make another attempt here right. um are all laws just no are most or the majority of the laws just enough yeah enough just in the laws such that what about should, a, what about a just cons- law enfor- on, enforced me, unjustly but let me finish the rest of the statement though okay so uh, my, my point being, if there are enough just laws, then yes, we should abide with the system that we have. If there are more unjust laws that have formed, then no, we need to rebel and break that system and, 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 and go away from that. The problem is, right? is that it, you have when you have so many people who lose their ability to shape the system because they're caught up in the system, the system per- perpetuates itself. Yeah, The injustices feed on the injustices. If you have a percentage of people who, even when they're out of prison, can't vote, and the people who are in prison can't vote and change the laws that are one, some are unjust, unjust, and then some are, and most are enforced unjustly, it's a, a wheel that spins and, and, and creates a negative feedback loop. Mm-hmm. So in that case, your, your position, your belief is that there are more unjust conditions that currently exist. That, that, that's I think the, I think stance. the... The uh, prison industrial complex is uh, unjust enough to where I'm willing to consider radical ch- uh, changes to how it operates. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I would say the the principle of someone violating societal norms and those being, you know, laws and that person not having an say in how society then functions. Principally, you know, I agree with it. In practicality, you know, obviously there's a lot to be desired, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, I, you know, in practicality, I, I, I would, I can't say anything specific, but I would say in principle, okay, you break the law. If you're in jail, you did something bad, you don't get to vote. Okay, so Maine and Vermont, uh, they allow inmates to vote even while incarcerated. Yeah. So does that change your uh, opinion or thoughts or anything like that? Like some places have decided that it's fine, so it's not like it in, in all of America thing. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, is it any law? I mean. I mean, so on the surface, I would disagree with that. But as I dug into it, maybe I could be convinced otherwise where, you know, maybe the system has unjustly put conditions on these people that I would agree with. So so until I dig deeper into this very complex issue, I, I, I could be definitely swayed in a different way. But just from the, uh, from the uh, overview of this thing, saying how they are now allowing uh, convicted people 
to vote, I would say no until they've served their time. They're still citizens. They, they still I'm, I'm, they're still affected by society. They are still affected. The, their elected officials actually have jurisdiction over the prison. Again, prisons, prisons are a federal institution. Again, like I say, it's a very complex system. But Perhaps why they're being treated so poorly in the prison is because they have so little power to shape the way the prisons themselves are, are being operated. I'm not denying any of that. Those are very, very fantastic points. I'm just saying from a very rudimentary level, I, I start with the basis of if you break the group norms, you're not allowed to play or shape the new group norms. See, the, 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 another issue I have with that, right, you, when you say norms, Okay, so what is a norm? Um, studies have shown that 25% of people will, at some point in time in their lifetime, smoke marijuana. So is it a norm that people smoke marijuana, or is it a norm that we arrest people and put them in jail for decades for smoking marijuana? Like, which which is the norm there, you know? so this, Both could be. And in a system where both are, it seems to me that losing one of the most valued rights that you have as an American citizen, your, your ability to, to, to vote is uh, not the best solution, not, not an, uh, a just punishment when 25% of people are doing something. It's like, it's an, it, that itself is a norm. Yes. Yeah. Even if it's illegal, like it shouldn't be illegal. It's, it's prohibition. It's like uh, round up all the speakeasy yeah. people. So, so don't confuse the fact or misinterpret me when I say that because of this uh, basic belief I laid out there is what I would go do, right? What? So, oh, don't I believe the thing so, in me that I wouldn't do it? <laughs> so let me finish, please. <laughs> okay, right? right. I guess I'm being interrupted this time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen through the whole thing, please. Right? So as we peel back the layers of this thing, yes, I would also propose maybe being more surgical with the solution. It's not a blanket statement of you break any law, you lose this this right. Right, I could be convinced of saying, "Hey, um, you raised the point of uh, smoking marijuana, right? I would raise the point of um, uh, uh, becoming a pedophile. You do that, you don't get a right to vote at all or do anything like that until you've shown me you've rehabilitated. You murder somebody in cold blood? No, you don't get any say in shaping the norms of this group because those acts are so atrocious that I want nothing of your influence into how um, the society yeah, should work. You're completely removed from society. So you, you think that it's just it's a good thing to punish people. Uh, a good part of a punishment is to take away your right to vote. Yes. It yeah. seems like a weird thing no, in, in a vacuum. I don't think that's weird. It seems very common sense almost. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not at all. Like I don't get if it. You're I think I think in a vacuum society, okay, so, so, uh, you, can, you can't participate. Right? So let's part say voting is part of participation. So well, look, one, I don't know that I agree with Completely removed, like is the prison itself is a society. Like, well, okay, so you're still an American. He's, he's, Should they so not keep up on current events? We're thinking I, of we're thinking of the guy that's killed somebody. Right. We're thinking of the guy that's yeah, ju- you, jumped yeah. to the house and shot people. And you're thinking of the guy that got pulled over and had an ounce of of weed in his car, and then he's got right. arrested. Now, there's a lot of people that done it, and we clearly say. You know that guy should not be in jail. That guy should still be able to vote. That's insane. No, no, I don't think people think that. And also, but I'm saying I haven't we got think the, that. Right? Uh, well, do you think that? Because well, you, yeah. you said blanket people who are in prison shouldn't get the right to vote. I, I'm okay. So, so now you're walking the back a little bit. No, I'm saying I'm not saying blanket. I'm saying in principle, if you do something that you've uh, broken the law, if you've gone, they're both in, in prison. Yeah, but okay, murder and then smoking weed are not the same thing. Okay, but they're both in in jail. <laughs> One has a little bit more barbed wire than the other, but, but they're both locked up. I well, I, 
Negotiation. How do I negotiate? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. You've done your anchor point. I've got, an anchor point. I've got an analogy that will save the day. Okay. Once again. <laughs> so, um, Lance, let's say you have kids one day, all right? And you make a rule in the house that says, hey, no using your phone at the dinner table, okay? Mm-hmm. Kid violates that rule. Kid whips out his phone, starts going Instagram, taking selfies, and you're like, all right, you're grounded for the next month. Or let's say two weeks, whatever it is, right? You're grounded, mm-hmm. right? And the next day, uh, the family meeting, and the topic is, oh, hey, um, what should the rules be about um, using phones during dinner? Are you going to let the kid have a vote? Yes. No. <laughs> no, you <laughs> don't. terrible now. Okay, so here's basically what you're saying. No, like, you and the wife or you and your partner de- decide that. The kid via the road. The kid is okay. obviously going to sway how, that. What if the wife takes out the phone? <laughs> you're grounded. <laughs> is, 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 you is, don't get a say. Is the kid a voting member of the family or not? Not in that uh, rule setting. So why is he okay to make family decisions on Thursday and not on Friday? Just because he broke a rule? Okay, so here, here's, here's the analogy that you basically just made. All right, so the kid breaks the rule. He's on punishment. And then while during the, pr- the period of time he's on punishment, we're talking about where we should go on family vacation next year. And I don't let him have a say because he's on punishment. Does that make sense to you? Well, he's still part of the family, though, right? That's my point. Yeah. Even people in prison are still American citizens. They're still part of the American family. They should still have a say in what the family does. All right, so... Okay, so that would... And, and this is back to my previous point as far as being more surgical with a solution. All right, so if they commit a crime on uh, violating a drug law, if you can be as surgical as saying, hey, you can vote, but you can't vote on anything related to drug laws because you violate that one. You, you, they can't, should be the, they, you, you no. can't think straight when it comes to that topic. Nope, when, when, no. it comes to See, you, when it comes to a pedophile, when it comes to a pedophile, you will not be allowed to vote on anything related to child laws or child safety. No, that, that 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 doesn't hold. Well, so, so people, you say pedophile or whatever, because anybody that tries to defend a pedophile, you're going to sound bad. Okay, but but it's, so we'll go back to the drug thing. People who violate. But drug I think laws, we need to go away from the drug because you're too passionate about the drug piece. It could be anything. So it, pick something else. Murder. Pick something that you're not as passionate about. Well, something clear. Something like drug stuff. So, that's not clear. So uh, that's uh, not uh, race. Cop- r- copyright fraud. Okay, well, copyright. Copyright you, fraud. One name the law that's not more highly enforced on black people. <laughs> right, it doesn't exist. Anyway, so so copy, <laughs> copyright fraud or whatever. Right. Um, people who commit copyright fraud should have the same say in copyright. One, we don't vote on laws individually like that. Anyway, like you vote, you for vote on representatives. representatives. So right. like the guy who commits copyright fraud should still have a say in the representative for his the. Uh, locale as anybody else like was that well in this hypothetical world where you, where you could be very surgical let's say in this hypothetical world would you allow that copyright violator to vote for rules on copywriting in the future yeah Bo. all right so okay so there's there's different degrees right hey, look, so, if he's right he's right if he's wrong he's wrong he'll, he'll, he'll get outvoted if it's a bad law let's let Bo finish here okay uh so he's a copyright violator right mm-hmm. so if he's a copyright violator and he's violated four or five copies Right. You know, I'm I'm hoping that we live in a society where we just go, okay, you violate these copies, you get a fine, you still get to vote. Right. If the copyright violator has violated copyrights and he has stolen ten million dollars or something like that, and he's done an actual felony when he's in jail, he has lost his privilege to be part of the voting public. For a copyright. For that. And then once he's out of it, he's 
Yeah, yeah, that, that is yes, that now, is a statement of fact, not a argument for why he should lose his ability to determine laws. You're just like, yeah, he lost his right. Like, okay, for copywriting only. Why? Well, not for copywriting. For I would say for it's in de facto for anything. Yeah, he's he's he's. Well, okay, so this kind of goes to like. Remember, remember we go back way with then. Remember a long time we had the conversation where Bo would just throw the person in jail because he did uh, anything really. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just remember that. Too. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, all right, all right. So lightning round, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that, I think so. One, this is a thing that's really been on my mind. So Obviously, I um, I think it's good to to hash it out because I think we're kind of on the old Verizon. Can you hear me now? Spectrum. <laughs> one, we have a, three different yeah. uh, okay levels of uh, different things. Yeah, so. and. Last thing for me, I don't think we're listening to each other all the way through. I was going to put that out there. Okay. So what's my point then? Your point is the system in itself is corrupt. It's not the laws that are necessary, just or undressed, maybe. It's because the rest of the system, because of this very complex system, any point along the way, it could unduly impact, unjustly impact the person. So therefore, it shouldn't be um, a blanket taken away of their rights especially something so fundamental like that because the system itself is corrupt so why would you punish somebody so severely for the system being wrong i think people with? i think people who are did, did, did i capture it no i, I, I think that people who no. are justly in jail who committed like people should go if you commit crimes bad crimes or whatever you should go to jail so i was on the jury and some of those people need to be off the streets <laughs> I, but i still think I don't under I don't think as a principle it is necessarily a good thing that people who are in jail, even if duly convicted of a crime, uh, uh, should lose their right to vote. Like I just don't see the rationale of it. Yeah, maybe maybe it's you know the kid on punishment should still determine what the family does on vacation. I thought my analogy was good there. <laughs> well, I was thinking maybe think more about punishments for crimes, right? Maybe kind of go down that because you know putting a person in jail may not be an apt punishment for something, right? If you, you know, the, the idea of you doing enough. a crime, right? You doing a crime, right? And like you say, you say, okay, well, you have done something that we had in, in general society. I'm thinking like general law, like society says, we don't, we don't like this. And so somehow we have to get you either completely out of society forever, right? Or you have to reenter society in a way that you can be, you know, productive and not, and not do these things. And so putting someone away, you know, may not actually even do anything. I agree. You know. Yeah, it's a, it's um, so it's the same way that something can be a uh, carcinogen, there are criminogenic things. So, uh, and they have found that incarceration is actually itself a thing that causes crime. Yeah. And locking people up for crimes causes more crime. Yeah. And I'm, in I'm, I'm assuming in a world that locking people up is the correct way of punishing people, but that may not be the correct way. We do it for, we do it for too long. Okay. I'm looking forward to the day when we have the technology to um, look into a person's mind and understand their innate fear, and then we can subject them to that. <laughs> the I'm, world, just the, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The world Johnny would design right. <laughs> I'm just if kidding. we let him do it. Oh, my God. All right. So um, I'm looking for a world where you can look at someone's in nine fear. <laughs> you said a, innate. So oh, and uh, everybody knows that... Well, you know what you really don't want is the in, <laughs> no! the, the in seven fear because uh, seven is so bad that it ate nine. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, so um, n- uh, next topic that they're talking about out there in these uh, political streets. Lightning around. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, r- really, though, I appreciate it because that really is a thing that sticks in my craw. Um, 
So what are you guys' thoughts on what the appropriate uh, American healthcare system should be? You think that it should be this is not lightning? <laughs> this is not lightning round. Yeah. Man. You should not have planned to anchor me into <laughs> lightning round because I was like, "All right, here we go." Or yes, no answers. Jokes on you. I did anchor you, <laughs> <laughs> and I won the negotiation because yeah. you didn't uh, stop me from doing this. <laughs> okay, right. Well played, sir. Well played. Got you. <laughs> you created the monster. So, uh, so, so, what do you think the uh, proper American healthcare system should be? I don't know if you've been following any of the negotiations that are out there or the, the proposals that are out there. I think it should be a private system, public-private, something like America, ha- I mean, uh, Canada has, something like uh, Britain has. Do you think you're, are you satisfied with the way it's working now? Um, that's a dangerous question. That, that, that's, yeah. a set, that's a get-to question right there. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm curious, right? Uh, one, it's a data point for me to even know how much you've thought about it. Not with no offense or anything intended. You yeah. Know. So I mean, I guess Data I point. haven't. So I mean, like when you ask the question, yeah. "Are you satisfied with your healthcare?" <laughs> you know, you can rephrase. Well, no, not, the, not, not yours. The American healthcare system. Well, because like, you can be doing good but, enough to be like. Well, you can know it's good. Yours in particular can be good, but you could also realize that people are, you know, dying in the streets or going bankrupt or see these GoFundMe's for cancer patients or whatever, and say, "Well, maybe this isn't the best thing." Yeah. You can always reframe that. Though. Is the healthcare system take, currently taking care of people? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say yes. Yeah. Well, some people. I think if you ask it that way, you frame it that way, you get a majority of yes. If you frame it as, are you satisfied with the American healthcare system, you get a very low number. I'm just saying, the way you frame the question could be a dramatic change in how the results are. So I framed it the way I want. I would like your answers to be given. Yes. Yeah, so no, so of course not. I, I want to say that... Um, satisfy my relationships? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a uh, a price point, right? So thinking about like uh, how much you should, I guess give up for for healthcare right monetarily and monetarily or something like that not like freedom wise yeah freedom Mon- monetary wait Mon- which is it just monetary yeah we're, we're, we're for you if you're if you're in a wheelchair you you give up freedom anyway, right to walk around so. okay uh, no, i know i meant more like uh but monetary, the government right? imposing its uh, healthcare on me and i don't have the yeah. freedom to so i do think that street. if you um look at it from a monetary point of view uh the value for the healthcare is I would say the price is too high. <laughs> yeah, 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 and I think that's kind of that's. I feel like that's kind of the crux of it, right? Because let's say you go to the doctor and the doctor is like, "Okay, you come in, sit down, let's do some tests. Twenty bucks, right? Okay, and I didn't have to pay for insurance or anything. You say, "Okay, here's twenty bucks. Okay, I have to get, you know, you have gangrenous foot. Let me chop it off for you. Uh, that'll be one hundred and fifty. You wouldn't say." You know, I need subsidized healthcare for one hundred fifty dollars. You say, okay, here's one hundred fifty dollars. Please take my foot off. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the doctor and the doctor's like, okay, we need to take that off ten million. You go, what the heck? Or really, they're like, we're going to take it off, and then you're like, how much will it cost? And they're like, we don't know. You want it off or not? Yeah. <laughs> and then they send you a bill for X number of dollars later, and there's no way to know it's going to be ahead of time. <laughs> that's what that's what's really happening. Well, you, I mean, you you obviously can't know some things, right? You well, you really should be like you go to the, the doctor only, and the the guy, he goes, "What's wrong with me?" And you have to say, "Well, we have to do some tests, and this test costs money." And blah, blah, blah. if you call the doctor's office and was like, "How much does it cost to to get a broken arm set?" They will not tell you. It's the only thing that you buy without being able to price out. Yeah, I, I think, think, I think on, I yeah, think so. and on this one point, agreed because no right, no person in the right mind would go take the car into the mechanic, and the mechanic says. I don't know how much it's going to cost, but you want to fix it or not? Like, heck no. I'm not going to trust you. Like, you can charge me. Like, yeah. I might as well buy a new car, maybe. Who knows? I don't know yeah. what you're charging me. And that's what every single, to my eye, healthcare uh, operation or healthcare activity in America, that's the way it works. Like, I, when we were going uh, overseas a little while ago, 
I called like Walgreens, like, hey, how much does it cost to get a vaccine before we go? And they were like, we can't tell you. And I was like, well, I, is it $100 or like 500 You know, I just, Because they've negotiated different prices with different insurance companies. I understand that the stupid reasons behind it, but I'm just like, okay, well, like, I don't want to go in there and walk out with a $500 bill. Like, I would like to pay about 40 or 50 but you won't tell me even the scale of the problem yeah, that, we're, yeah, that we're facing yeah, here. Yeah. And so, you, but you'd if it rather, was 40 or 50 you would be okay with it. Yeah, so. yeah but they, yeah. they won't tell you. Yeah, so you'd yeah. rather get the disease. <laughs> I was like, look... <laughs> All the hepatitis aren't bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's maybe how you can. Yeah, what is it? There's a there's a thing. It's called it's it's um uh there is it's it's ultimate demand. Um, and no matter how much supply of anything, whatever healthcare you need, you will say I need it 100, percent right? And so, yeah. whatever they'll charge you, it doesn't matter. You will you'll still pay for it because you can't do anything but pay for it. And that's why the number one cause of bankruptcy in America is uh medical bills. Yeah. And so you can, I can, I can see the problem, um, but I think that I only can know it from. I can only say my answer from what I think that it. Uh, what is it called? That it should be not Ooh, like so, I say. So good. What should it be? Well, I should say that the the price of these procedures and whatever should be lower. You know, they should be of reasonable value. Have you thought about any type of like how that means happens to get there? Yeah, means to get there. Okay, so I I would have. Uh, you know, I would think the, the the thing that I think is you going from private to public. I don't think that you're going to see the amount of, you know, slashing and um, efficiency and corruptness go away. It will. It studies show it will be lower. Like as it stands now, the Medicare not cost per not cost per person. Like I think you know, doctors will still get paid the same cost per uh, per. Uh, I, Activity is what is for sure lower for for Medicare versus private insurance. Yeah, they, they have negotiate a, they have drug a prices, negotiating block yeah, and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So the price does go down. Yeah, but not like it still costs ten thousand dollars. Yeah, but but you're gonna you're still there's still gonna be like big farmers still gonna be big farm, right? There's not gonna be little farmer. They're not gonna be like they don't they're not gonna have a negative pressure for them to lower their drug price. Well, they're per- still gonna have expensive drug prices. Well, yes and no, right? So like, but in, they're just in, gonna have in, the some they're just gonna have in, uh, government pay for. It. Well, in, yes and no because in countries that have government sponsored healthcare, they by and large pay much less for their prescription drugs than we do here to the point where lawmakers are suggesting that we import drugs from we import um, drugs that are made by American companies from Canada into America because the prices are so much lower because they have subsidized government health care over there. So I think the governor of Florida is suggesting to do that right now to import drugs from Canada from like American companies. <laughs> well, I think that's that'd be I think that's a good thing. It's it's a band aid on a solu- on a problem where so like the problem is that America has this kludge of insurance systems that private insurance and doesn't negotiate its prices and so can- like Canada we don't need if we were importing drugs from Canada because they're cheaper in Canada because Canada has government health care and, and that's why it's cheaper so instead of giving getting government health care we're using private health care to buy from government health care in a different country <laughs> for a product that's made in America. I mean, I'd be okay with that, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's better than what we have, but it's still stupid. Yeah. Like you're not, you're, the okay, root so, of the problem yeah. exists still. So, so the means to how to get there, I obviously don't know. I don't, I don't think anyone knows. I mean, <laughs> well, people have ideas. People have ideas, but and I'm just wondering if you've. I mean, you I've looked into it, but you oh, obviously yeah. can't know. Well, you know, like so, uh, of the things you've looked into, have you found any solution that you think is better than the others? Mm, uh. I I mean honestly the what, what pub- about, public t- insurance would probably be the thing that would probably work the 
in the short term work the best. I think in the long term, I'm not 100% sure how it would be like 70 years from now or something like that. You know, you may still have some systemic things that what's going to be happening is there's going to be a podcast 30 years in the future and they're going to be like, you know, it's all because they started this and this corrupt person put this one legislation. Yeah, the holocaust. (laughs) This corrupt person put this in there and then that's why the the healthcare in America is so poor. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. They, yeah. I, I mean, you're still going to find stuff like that. Stuff gets intimate, implemented poorly for sure. You know, that, that is the American way. But yeah. you know, but other systems have, other countries do it. Is a big part of my point. Johnny, have you thought about a uh, your ideal solution in Finlandia for how healthcare is administered to the people? So, I will answer this question. I feel like I'm on a debate stage here. Right. I will answer this question in the uh, context of what would be a good uh, success criteria. So. We're talking about how to solve and implement a good healthcare system for a gigantic amount of people. Um, something that I don't think we should lose sight of today, as it is today in this, I don't like this current system, by the way, in this current system is that I think America is leading the way in innovative drugs. I think the America pharmacies are coming up with um, cutting-edge solutions and research on combating um, some of the ailments that are uh, plaguing us today. So Malaria vaccine. Oh, really? That's yeah. good. That's really yeah. good. Look at that. I had to take pills when I went overseas. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the success criteria I don't want to lose, right? So I don't want to get a healthcare system that, let's say, um, loses that um, cutting-edge research capability, right? Another one is... Um, incentivizing human um, testing. I agree. We should definitely be taking people <laughs> off the streets, injecting them with various things to figure out what the hell's going on. Good job, Johnny. I'm glad we agree. High five. Uh, he's going to slice and cut <laughs> this, edit this episode so poorly. Yeah, he <laughs> said yes right there. <laughs> Cause all the way you got to make me look good. <laughs> my, my, my point being, let's make sure we incentivize the system in a way that actually um, gives us good customer service as well. That makes people want to give us um, fantastic health care. Yeah. So whether it's by higher salaries or by uh, bonus and commissions, I'm not saying I'm um, proposing any of these. I'm just saying what is the motivation behind the person actually, um, you know, taking your weight, putting the blood pressure band on you to, get your readings, you know, how do you make it so that this person is going to give you good customer service and be there for you and want to, you know, take care of you. So those are two success criteria. I think whatever healthcare system we come up with, whether it's single payer, private, public, whatever it is, let's keep those things in mind too and not lose track of those things. That's, that's interesting. So, um, I mean, yeah, that's a good thing to strive for, but I don't know how you implement it in policy. Like how do you in customer service legislate, being good, at, like you must be good at your job. Well, you, you know? don't. I don't. Okay, you, I don't think everything has to be legislated or, re- or regulate. Be good at right. your job. Well, and incentivize. I, think, I mean, we, we could say the whole tax code system is the way to incentivize society to act and behave a certain way. That's what I'm talking about. Let's so, find the way and the mechanism to incentivize so this healthcare you, system. You want to yeah. use the tax code to make doctors no, be you nice me, patients? Now you take me too literally there. I'm, oh. I'm just using it as a one of my fantastic analogies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like how this is a running joke now. 
Well, for me, right? <laughs> Maybe the listeners get more out of your analogies than I do. <laughs> I tell you though, uh, so that's I, right, listeners. <laughs> write in and tell me how good my analogies are. As I as I edit these together, you do make a lot more sense on like the, the, the second listen. <laughs> so <laughs> I, the third of the four. Yeah, so I do want to piggyback off what Johnny is saying. I, you know. If there is a way to create negative pressure on prices and also uh, increase pressure, uh, create a mechanism in whatever economic space or uh, or legislative space, however it turns out, to where it it puts negative pressure on prices and puts positive pressure on uh, people going to the person that has the best customer service. Mm-hmm. I think that's I would completely agree. I don't know if that's exactly what you're saying, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I take kind of from it. Well, I've got another horrible analogy. (laughs) Uh, I think we get it. I think we get it. (laughs) (laughs) If you've been to Vegas, they're known for fantastic customer service. Oh, yes. Everywhere you go there, they make sure you're serviced right. With a smile. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Make sure you look happy. So because of the, I don't know what it is, competition or incentives or whatever it is there, They've created the conditions that you walk into any restaurant, you can almost expect premium customer service because that's the thing there, because right? the mafia runs it and they'll break the waitress's ankles if she doesn't uh, I'm pr- not produce. saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying you've incentivized the system yeah. correctly. See, so see, do that think, with healthcare. See, I think that you know Lance goes to, it's a mafia's fault because of they're having such good customers. When it's obviously, there's 50 restaurants and... Ten fail a year. You yeah, know? I was joking. I was joking. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that one mafia is listening to us like, oh, I'm going to get those guys. <laughs> uh, I want some good stromboli. These Unto guys over here, they, they make good podcasts, but they're getting a little too close to the business over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I got what I wanted. Out. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think it was pretty good. All right. Uh, I, I think that's all the time for uh this is the quote unquote lightning <laughs> round. <laughs> now I know what that means next time. Now, now I'm going to okay. trick it out. I'm so, so, now that you're expecting it, <laughs> want to go the other way with it. Johnny, this is a thunder round. What? So, so uh, thanks for listening, it's everybody. After the round. And uh, I think we want to go ahead and sign off on this uh, special edition of the Junto Show Philosophical Lightning Round. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst title. Bye.